Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Show. I hope all of you had a beautiful and blessed Christmas. I did, but I also saw a lot of pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli protesters trying to steal Christmas from all of us. It seemed like everywhere I turned, there were these protesters trying to say that we shouldn't be celebrating Christmas, that we should be condemning Israel. Some of them were burning the American flag. I mean, this is nuts. We're going to be talking about that later on in the show. Also, uh, well, it looks like more migrants will be getting some gifts, at least post-Christmas, pre-New Year's. A whole bunch of them are headed to the U.S. southern border. And there is this major migrant caravan, the mother of all migrant caravans, that is coming to the U.S., And it's expected to cross our southern border in a matter of days. And the leader of this caravan is saying that it's anywhere from like 15 to 20,000 probably will be part of the caravan or more by the time it crosses. So maybe if they all cross in one day, then it becomes the single largest number in American history. So far, we already had 12,600 people cross in one day. But if that migrant caravan decides to go across the border, and I'm sure they'll be welcome with open arms, because that seems to be the Biden administration's policies these days, well, then it will be a massive onslaught into our country. And this comes as we are hours away, guys, from Secretary of State Antony Blinken. And also Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, they will be meeting with Mexican officials on Wednesday. So is there anybody out there who actually thinks that these two guys are going to get anything accomplished with the Mexican officials? Especially when the Mexican president is like, please take as many as possible and just keep them coming as long as they just kind of pass through Mexico. He doesn't do anything on his side. I mean, that guy has been so lackluster when it comes to dealing with cartels, when it comes to dealing with any of the human trafficking, anything on the border. And guess what? Our president hasn't done anything to keep him in check. What a difference it is from one administration to the next. When President Trump took over, it was like, okay, remain in Mexico. Guess what? That's what's going to happen. You're going to have to go through all the processes. If you are here legally, the small amount, well, then you are able to come through. Also, remember, it had the Title 42, which was that health provision that they instituted during COVID. Soon after Biden comes in, he lifts that, lifts remain in Mexico. And now we have seen the biggest onslaught of illegal immigration in American history. In the last four days, close to 40,000 have crossed our southern border alone. So do you have any faith that the Democrats will come to the table and finally do something on immigration? Who knows? Maybe they'll have some epiphany uh, six months before the election. 
or a few months before the election because they'll hope that voters will maybe forget the images of the onslaught at the border. They know they're getting hammered. And it's not just on the federal level, it's on the local level as well. If you look at some of the polls and some of the numbers for Mayor Eric Adams, who has been speaking out to his credit against the Biden administration and others, saying, look, you need to do more to secure the border. You should be helping with funding. New York shouldn't be bearing the burden. I'm happy he's speaking out. I wish he would do more. I wish all of the Democratic mayors would do more uh, as opposed to just say, hey, give me more money. But he has at least been critical. I'll give him credit for that. But he is taking a pounding in the polls. And a lot of it is over the migration situation. Look at how much it is costing New York City. They are now talking about doing 5% cuts across the board. That's an enormous amount of cuts. And that is detrimental on so many levels. We pay taxes. Everybody pays taxes. And now suddenly, well, 5% less to make sure that the migrants are taken care of. And then in one of the statements, it was like, well, you know what? Unfortunately, we might even have to cut a little bit on the migrants on care for them. Are you kidding me? That should be the first place to cut. I feel bad for these people. It's not their fault. They're coming because they see the land of milk and honey. They see all these freebies. They see in New York, they get a hotel room and they get room service and they get laundry and they get a lot of those things. I don't blame them for wanting to come. If somebody said, hey, I'll put you in this one of the greatest countries and greatest cities in the world and the greatest country in the world, I'd say, heck yeah, I'm coming. I'll bring everybody. I'll tell 500 people. That sounds like a great thing. That sounds like 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 a, a, an unbelievable dream. Bring me over. Be me up, Scotty. I don't blame them. But yet, now you can't turn around Mayor Eric Adams and say, God, why are they all here? Well, they're all here because you invited them and you said it was okay. Whether you thought the federal government was going to cover it or not, it really doesn't matter. We are bearing the burden and cities across this country are bearing the burden. And we didn't vote for this and it's going to keep on coming. Again, there is still about a year of Joe's presidency how many more? How many more millions are going to cross? And then suddenly, oh, there'll be a deal. This is what I predict. There'll be a deal. We're going to suddenly make all these people that are here in the last X years, if we can stop and suddenly make all of them legal citizens, then maybe we'll suddenly have an epiphany and figure out how to close the border. You see where this is all going, and it just stinks, and it is downright dangerous to our country. It's obviously not the way to get votes either. That's called fixing uh, the votes. When you suddenly have all these people who come here illegally and you give them amnesty and say, OK, well, they're going to vote. Guess who they're going to vote for? They're going to vote for the Democrats who help bring them here and their families and their neighbors and their neighbor's neighbor and the milkman and everybody else in between. Because the numbers have been stunning under this president. So that's what I predict they're going to try to do. And the Republicans have to hold the line say no deal on immigration you have to secure the border and these people are not getting amnesty and not only that we have so many people in this country we were talking earlier today on captain cosby two million people on the terrorist watch list that's a lot of people around the country that wish to do america harm and we've had of the quote gotaways the people that you have no idea who they are not even a court date even in seven years or in seven days No, no, no. These are just generic people. These people 
are 1.87 million at least, coming from 180 countries. So guess what? We're in big-time trouble with our border and our security. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Where do you see this deal headed with Republicans and Democrats over the border? And how concerned are you for our national security? I am so concerned. I have never seen such a reckless, dangerous policy coming from an American president. If somebody said, oh, this is uh, this lousy Mexican president who's doing it, I go, okay, you know, he's got his own objectives. He just wants to move everybody out of the country and move them onto our social services. But no, this is our American president who has shown no spine, no will. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And here is Mayor Eric Adams saying people are a little angry about the migrant situation. And yeah, that's true. Uh, but a lot of it you created too. Take a listen. And people are angry. The asylum and migrant. I've never seen New Yorkers as angry as they are now about a particular topic that they have all rallied behind. You know, we divide on public safety. We divide on transportation issues. We divide on a lot of issues. But the byproduct of the migrant asylum seekers crisis and an economic impact has hit every New Yorker in places that they feel it. Yeah, it has. And it is 5% cuts is what is being proposed. And here's a little bit more from Mayor Eric Adams calling on other people to rally to the nation's capital. We are, as Americans, is to go to our center of government and raise our voices when we believe government is not responding accordingly. So I'm not pushing this off on New Yorkers. I'm saying to New Yorkers, you're angry and I'm angry. And the source of our uh, discontent lies in Washington, D.C. And we need to mobilize and rally and go to D.C., and say to the national government, this is not fair what's happening to New York City. And so what I wanted to want to successfully do, I want to tell to New Yorkers that that uh, class that you're saying should not be cut. This is not our desire. Our desire is we put money in those classes. We put money in senior serv- services. We put money in cleaning our streets. So I need to connect New Yorkers to the source of the problem because many New Yorkers, when I meet them on the subways or on the streets, they say to me, well, I never knew you couldn't stop people from coming in that are migrant asylum seekers. I never knew that you don't have the authority to do deportation. You don't have the authority uh, to say that you, you're not going to house people. Many New Yorkers don't know this. They're not aware of it. And so it is my role to educate them. This is who is responsible for what we're seeing in the city of New York. So I don't think it's pushing it off. I think it's what I was always told as a child, as a young adult. Um, If you want to advocate for something, don't depend on just one person. Get engaged. Get engaged. And Mayor Eric Adams also says this is a national crisis created and the locals shouldn't have to bear the burden. Well, that sounds right, but he's saying, no, he can't deport them. You know what? He does have the authority to suddenly put them on a bus and put them on a train and say, you know what? 
I'm going to drop them off right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, or I'm going to drop them off at the Naval Observatory. Texas is doing it. Texas even has a law now that it's illegal to cross state lines on January 1st. So, I mean, this is ridiculous. There's a lot more that can be done, and you're kind of trying to have it halfway, and in return, taxpayers are paying a dear, dear price. I realize it's hard to stand up when you're a Democrat against a Democratic president, somebody in your own party. That's always really hard. But you know what? Boy, that would be a smart, courageous thing. Clearly, they're going after him. They don't like it. They don't like him complaining at all. But we all see the images and we all see the impact. Here's a little bit more from the mayor. My role, as I did when I was a state senator, people came to visit me several times to get initiative passed. I have to keep hammering away at this issue. And I'm really pleased that we are now getting a chorus of other cities that are joining us uh, who are now part of our coalition. Back in April of last year, I was alone on this topic. Uh, But now you're seeing others uh, coming forward and saying, you know, hold on, Eric is right. Uh, And they're joining us. And that coalition is is going to continue to grow because these cities deserve better. And I'm not only talking about New York, uh, Chicago, Los Angeles, El Paso, Brownsville, uh, you know, all of these cities, Houston, you know, cities should not be handling national problems. Cities should not be handling a national problem. But there's definitely more you could be doing. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith, line two, real quick. Judith, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Listen, this is a huge health hazard that no one seems to talk about. Where is the CDC on this? Where is the World Health Organization on this? This should be front and center. Health is more important than anything. I mean, if you don't have your health, you have no wealth. It's as simple as that. And having all these people coming in here and you have no idea what they're bringing in, whatever, it's just, it's just, it's just um, dangerous. Health now, hazard. You know what? I'm really glad you're bringing that up again. Because remember, during all the stuff with COVID, uh, there was so much discussion about uh, how the migrants had, I think it was, I can't remember, it was either nine or, or ten times, one of the two, amount of COVID than the non-migrants, just because, guess what, they were sleeping in crowded conditions or under a bridge, um, not necessarily having the most sanitary conditions, especially en route, or the countries they were coming from don't have as good health. Um, and you're right, that's only one of the things. The other one was measles. Uh, there was a high number of measles, tuberculosis, a lot of different cases, and you're right. It's it's a health hazard. It's a crime hazard. It's a fiscal hazard. I mean, there are so many issues. And you're right. When you don't check someone for their medical condition, there were reports that AIDS patients, um, I believe it was in Venezuela, it was one of those countries down there where I believe it was, was letting out AIDS patients and sending wow. them to America, Judith. I mean, you can't, you wow. know, it's wow. like... I mean, how scary is that? Hey, come on in. You know, you've got measles. You've got whatever it is. Come on in. America will, A, you know, absorb it and B, take care of you. And American citizens will have to deal with it, too. That's a scary situation. Judith, thank you very much. We're going to continue your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the border crisis that is exploding on our southern border. And so far, no end in sight. And it's funny because tomorrow, uh, Blinken and Mayorkas are meeting with Mexican officials. Uh, that is like, what, is it going to be Comedy Central? All three of them have all been apologists for an open border policy. What, are they going to be patting themselves on the back on how many have crossed our border, uh, potentially, that could be wishing to do America harm, unvetted health-wise, unvetted criminal records? This is crazy. Let's go to Joe real quick. Line three. Joe, your thoughts. I hope it's going to be more than real quick. I try to get it on at 4 o'clock. Okay, well, hey, hey, hey Joe, do me a favor, because I love you, Joe. Will you please stay on, and I'll make sure I can give you some more time after the break if you could, all right? Stick with us, Joe, because you are terrific, and we appreciate it. And we're going to talk more about this and what a disaster this is for national security in our country. More with Joe and all of your calls after the break. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night around the Rita Cosby Show, a very powerful story from Southgate, Michigan. And this is a wild one and a beautiful story. It deals with Elf on a Shelf which is, of course, a big holiday tradition in many homes. And in one home of Amanda Terensky, uh, the elf is, of course, placed on the shelf in various parts of the house each day leading up to Christmas with a little fun message to the children. Now, the rule in that family is that no adult can touch the elf or will strip him of his Christmas powers and ruin the holiday. Recently, the elf was sitting inside the bedroom of her 10-year-old son. She and her 16-year-old son, who had already gone through the years of tradition, had been sharing the job of moving the elf in the Christmas countdown. She thought that he was asleep. And just as Louise picked the elf up to relocate him for the next day, he woke up 
And he caught her red-handed. He sat there in disbelief. In his eyes, his mother had just ruined Christmas, so she was faced with a dilemma. She could either use this opportunity to come clean about the whole elf and Christmas gift-getting tradition or try to fix the tradition and fix the situation. So she went to the Southgate Police Department in Michigan. She explained the holiday mess And she pitched a crazy idea. She told the officer at the desk that this would be probably the wackiest request that the department has ever received. And she proceeded to ask them to conduct a staged traffic stop and to scold her for touching the elf. She told them that her son would be in the car at the time, asked if they would take her to task for her behavior, and then send her on a scavenger hunt around the city to help make up for her deed. She said it would restore the elf's magical powers. Much to her surprise, they were all on board. And in fact, Lieutenant Brent Newstead agreed to coordinate the entire incident. Cherinsky said a time and a place for several officers to play a starring role in the plot, armed with a letter from the North Pole, an unsuspecting Knox sat and watched as the officers went into character. They said, are you Amanda? One of the officers said, we are here from the North Pole Police. Everybody knows you are not supposed to touch the elf. The officers told Knox that his mother had created a huge problem for them. And as the scolding went on, Terinsky was told if she does what she is told, then the elf can get his powers back. The scavenger hunt for various Christmas items, which she says had all been planned out, then went on without a hitch. He was fully back on board. The officers did such a great job, and Knox went back into the holiday spirit, and they ended up having a beautiful Christmas after all. What a great, great story and a perfect holiday story. And what troopers those officers were for pulling that one off. Bravo to them. And of course, all of our great men and women in blue have such hearts and such a love of the Christmas holiday. I love that story. Well, we are talking about the migrant situation because, boy, is it nutty and crazy and downright dangerous. And there are so many people that have been crossing our borders, especially our southern border, at a record pace. Last week, we had one of the biggest Numbers of crossing in a single day, 12,600 people crossing in one single day. That is the biggest number in American history. And this is typically a time where it's pretty low on numbers, but they are coming and coming and coming. And the big question is, with Texas starting the state law, which says that they can arrest somebody if they cross into Texas, into the state, uh, of course, that's going to be challenged by the federal government. But that goes into effect January 1st. Once they arrest somebody, then they can technically, the federal government, if they want to appeal, they will appeal. And I'm sure that they will try to take Texas to court. Remember when Texas put up the buoys and they rose, holy heck, oh, you can't put buoys to block these people. They need to come unfettered. You can't do that. Don't do anything to ruin our wide open, dangerous border situation And so now Texas is doing the state law, and they said, well, you know what, Uh, get ready, because we'll probably end up taking you to court. But at least Texas is trying. At least they're trying to do something. And the migrants also know that maybe Texas might really be able to carry this out. 
it's a long shot because technically the border is federal property. It's supposed to be protected by the border uh, and by potentially our leaders who say they should be protecting our border. They say it, but they're not doing it. It's clear as evidence if you look at the images every single day and that massive migrant caravan that I told you about, that's going to be crossing any day now another fifteen to 20,000 people potentially. And boy, if they end up crossing in a single day, that will be an astronomical number and astronomical images. And they're working their way to the southern border just as Secretary Blinken, our Secretary of State, And Alejandro Mayorkas, our Secretary of Homeland Security, is meeting with Mexican officials in Mexico. You can't make this one up. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go first. This is Governor George Pataki. Earlier today, he was on Katz and Cosby, and he said there are ways to fix the border if political leaders have the will. Here's how he would do it. It is just an absolute mess. And it's unsustainable, uh, and it's just going to hurt New York uh, drastically if we don't do anything about it. First of all, I I mean, there are three or four things I would have done right away. First of all, we are not a sanctuary city, period, flat out. We don't want people unless they come here legally. We're happy. We want legal immigrants, but otherwise we don't want them. Second of all, um, close the border. Uh, I would sue President Biden. Uh, and say he is violating his oath of office by allowing an open border where millions of people have come across. Third, I would end the right to shelter. That was something dating from the 1980s when we had a handful or maybe a thousand homeless, 150,000 now. We simply can't do it. Uh, End the right to housing immediately. I would also set up a compassionate system to provide short-term aid to those who came here. Short-term, not long-term. And if, as is the case, we have failed to get any uh, significant assistance from Washington, I would put people on buses and I would send them to Washington. You know, New York didn't complain about the border at all when everybody was in Texas. You could have three million people in Texas, but until they came here, nobody cared. Now, all of a sudden, with 150,000, it's a disaster. Send them to Washington. Send them to uh, Kamala Harris's residence. Send them to the White House. And then all of a sudden, maybe they'll realize they should close the damn border. Yeah, there are things that they could do if they had, again, the will. But maybe there's a reason they don't want to have the will. Listen to what the former New York governor had to say about that. They know what they're doing is wrong. They know what Biden is doing is wrong. But they are afraid of the left wing of their party. The same nut jobs who are walking down Fifth Avenue trying to disrupt Christmas are are a key part of their turnout for for primary elections. And they're afraid of them. It's quite simply they're afraid of doing the right thing because the far left, the anti-American left in the Democratic Party is so large. And by the way, if I was governor, another thing, John, you mentioned the Democratic senators. Chuck Schumer lives in a very large building in Brooklyn. Why can't we send a few thousand right to his front door and say, Chuck, you're not willing to close the border. That's OK. You can take them in your building. I mean, this is this is drastic steps. But this is a drastic time where the future of this city and this state is at, is at risk. Yeah. Send them to whether it's Chuck Schumer's home. I think they should send them to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. What about Kamala Harris? Uh, our borders are, our so-called borders are, the Naval Observatory, which is where the vice president lives, 
That's a very big, sprawling location. You could put a lot of them there. But remember, when they went to Martha's Vineyard, what did they last? I think it was like six or seven hours. Remember, they're like, oh, we don't want them in our community. They could have gone to Obama's house. He has a lot of property there. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't do that. Remember, because Ron DeSantis had sent them in on a plane. Oh, they that was the worst thing in the world. But it's okay to be in your neighborhood, just not in their neighborhood. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe from Jericho. Joe, thank you again for holding. I want to make sure we give you time, my friend. Go ahead. Rita, my love, you are always worth the wait. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And and always love hearing from you. I'm going to go in positive. I'm going to enter positive and exit positive. Info at poresofwar.org. Let us help them. They help American veterans. I'm going to tell you something quickly. An American veteran, his beautiful dog pulled him in his manual wheelchair, defective wheelchair made in communist China, issued by the VA. And you know what? The dog took sick, and Paws of War went over state lines, brought him all over New York City and the island. The dog was going to be dead in 48 hours. He put up his Florida money, because his lease is up in five weeks from midnight, to get him and the dog to DeSantis country. He put the money up, and you know what? The dog was passing blood. The dog's urine is clean. His back legs were crippled. One is, he got used to How's he doing legs. now? How's he doing now, Joe? Because we, we don't have that much time. But how is he doing now? The dog was going to be dead in 48 hours. It was a Christmas miracle of Christ. Christ said, when two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. And Dr. Esposito and Dr. Powell of Richmond Valley out on Staten Island at the preliminaries. Bravo, bravo. Now, Joe, do me a favor. Talk, let's talk about the border. But I'm writing down pause of war again because you always mention it. I'm going to look in because they sound like they do amazing work. Now, your thought about the border. The border, we are following in the footsteps of my ancestors. The noble Romans became corrupt, open borders, corruption in the government, uh, moral decay. We are going to fall as Rome did. And we have not Biden, Benigula. He's, you know, Benigula. Uh, uh, he is Benigula. You heard of Caligula? Joe Benigula. He's out of his mind. He's like Nero, fiddling while Rome burns. And by the way, Rita, I wish the love of Christ for you and yours on this epiphany season. And George Pataki, God bless him, is Italian, Greek, Hungarian, and Polish and Irish. Did you know that? You know what? Um, I did. And obviously, mostly uh, Hungarian. Um, and and he has done so much for the folks there in Ukraine, uh, helping them to get like healthcare, medical homes. I mean, he's he's one of those real real heroes. He was nominated, by the way, for uh, a Nobel Prize, uh, as he definitely deserves for what he has done. I mean, he was a great governor, and he has been an extraordinary post governor too, as well. Uh, Joe, we love you. See, I told you I'd give you time, my friend. Thank you. It's great to talk with you. And I am going to look at Pause of War because that's always so great. And I appreciate your input. Let's go to Phil, line five. Uh, Phil, what can we do about the border? And and do you have do you have any thoughts, Phil, that when Blinken and Mallorcas go and meet with Mexican officials, that they actually will accomplish anything other than say, hey, how many more can we pass through? You know? They're, they're, Rita, good evening. They're, they're, they're not going to do anything. This is going to be this, this verbal salad going back, this tossed salad of words back and forth. 
They're going to tell you everything but the truth and what has to be done. My concern is this. I understand within the immigration system and in the federal court system, there is a, a law which recommends that if you have no idea as to the medical or physical or the mental health of an individual who is coming here legally or illegally, I might add, you have the right to detain them for a minimum of 21 to 30 days at a facility, okay? what What's happening here is these people are marching by the thousands into America carrying any one of 60 to 70 different illnesses, ranging from horrific skin infections to cholera, diphtheria, typhoid. They already had a, an outbreak of typhoid in California a year and a half ago with the PD, the police department. They were going after some illegals, and one of the illegals was soaking with sweat, and the cops had to grab him. Two weeks later, these cops are in intensive care. My point is, by law, you can detain them, hold them for a 21-day to 30-day period. And then if you decide to do what you're going to do with them, that's fine. But you have the right to refuse them entry. If they have a medical condition which is serious, which could impair someone physically, seriously mentally, or endanger their life, you can refuse them entry. And why are they not? Why do you think, Phil, uh, you know, this to me is the $64 million question, because normal people like you and I, we understand, and, and I know you're a veteran too, you deeply understand about how important it is to protect the homeland. How can these people with a straight face say, what's going on in the border is anything uh, remotely like okay? I mean, I mean, it's just not. And why are they not trying to find every which way but loose? It goes back to will. They have no will, and they seem to intentionally not want to have a will. That's a problem. You know, I mean, they don't seem to care. And that uh, that that is stunning to me, Phil. You know, you could plead ignorance maybe the first uh, few weeks or something. Uh, I, I don't think, I think it's obvious what would happen if you have an open. Well, why do you think they clearly have no will? They're not even trying to find these creative ways, like you're saying, uh, that are right there and eligible to be able to put these people. And they're not. They're, they don't care. It's like, hands down, everybody, uh, let them charge, you know? Yeah, the, the problem here, Rita, is that Biden cut a deal. Biden and, and the head of the uh, immigration people cut a deal, a private deal. It's not paranoid delusion on my part. They cut a deal with the Chinese and the Iranians to say, send everyone you can here. Take over this country by any means. Release your bombs, your bullets and your germs, and you will have a share in America's future like never dreamed possible. Because these people coming here now, Rita, This is a Trojan horse. You've got tens of thousands of military-aged people from Iran, from China, from from South America, from South Africa. What the hell do we need military-aged people when they're in the armies of their country? You know, do you understand? Yeah, I I know. I hear what you're saying. And that is a frightening reality. But you know what, Phil? You're right. There's so most of these migrants that are coming through are military-aged men. Uh, single adult males, um, and you're right, it defies logic as to what they're doing. Also, you know, you brought up uh, the different uh, countries. There were 
about 24 to 25,000 Chinese nationals that have come through in the last year or so. That's a huge amount. Some of them well-dressed, saying we're dealing with economic hardship. Uh, Meanwhile, they're wearing like nice suits, you know? I mean, it just, there, there is something that you have to wonder what is being planned, what kind of sleeper cells are in our country, um, and and it is it's a frightening premise, but we can't be naive to think that uh, that there aren't sleeper cells already here or folks ready to be activated at some point. And there's so many people, sadly, that have America in the bullseye, which is a really dangerous place to be um, and a heartbreaking thing. We love this country. We want to stay safe. But you think about even 9-11, there were 19 hijackers. That's all it took. And we've had you know, close to 10 million people, they believe, under President Biden, including the Godaways and the ones they know of. That's a lot. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls after the break. Thanks, Phil. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we will talk about the border, but we'll also talk about threats to America with protests that took place. Uh, I saw a big one when I walked out of St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City after midnight mass. And they are all over the city, all over the country with some really vile language, and it's getting worse. Also, the U.S. finally also does another little pinpoint strike on these Iranian-backed proxies. The latest one was Hezbollah, which, of course, is hitting from Lebanon into Israel. And they were targeting U.S. troops, one of them seriously injured, and the U.S. doing a small strike back. Why are we not tough on Iran? And that's why a wide open border with all these things going on is so perilous for our nation. Uh, Let's go to Sandra. Line two. Sandra, your thoughts about the border and the liberal leaders, the way they're handling it or lack thereof. Well, 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 I wanted to talk about Eric Adams tonight because I think if I heard correctly, first of all, I think when he took this job, he did not take it seriously. I don't think he knew what he was walking into, going on Stephen Colbert, smoking pot, wearing his suits, making jokes all the time. This is not what being the mayor is all about. But what I wanted to say was, you know what? You, you know what, Andrew? You know what, Sandra? Do me a favor. Stick with us. I'm going to carry you over. You got to get off speakerphone, but I'm going to carry you over into the next hour so we can get into this. Thank you.